My name is Maya Heinsen, and this is the Step Over Podcast. We're chatting with a very exciting young player from Ottawa uh, who had a big year in 2023, joining the academy of a little team, middle of nowhere, very obscure. Uh, it's called Arsenal. I've I've been told they're pretty good. Um, and now, Maya, uh, I'm going to ask for the good listener. Would you mind giving us uh, your full name, your age, and the position that you play? It's Maya Hansen. I'm 17, and I play right now. I'm playing holding mid, but I'm pretty versatile. Like I play different positions in the midfield as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure uh, when exactly this chat will go live, but but we're talking on New Year's Day. Um, and if you and if you're someone listening to this way in the future um we're talking on new year's day 2024 you know this is the beauty of a podcast like in 10 years when you're a huge star people can come back and listen to this and find out like what maya hinson's favorite pre-game meal was uh, <laughs> at the age of 17 so which is something i'll ask later no i'll ask that now maya what's your favorite pre-game meal i think probably this it's so basic but just pasta i just go with a good pasta love it Love it. Absolutely. Classic. Um, so Maya, it's really great to meet you. Um, so you're back in Ottawa for the holidays. Um, it's yeah. New Year's Day. Uh, how was your New Year's Eve? It was good. It was very chill. I was just hanging out with my friends and we went to like a little Lebanese place and we got ice cream. <laughs> so that was really fun. And then I came back to me and my sister have a little tradition where we like spend the countdown together and we just like spend time together. So I came back right before the countdown and spend time with my sister and I ended up just walking the dog like it was very just a chill day yeah oh that's so nice yeah right on so are there things that you were really excited to come back to Ottawa to do or, or people that you really wanted to see yeah so like I was missing my friends a lot in England because online school is tough and like being in a new environment and stuff so it was nice to see them after six months and I've just been excited to come back and like train with my friends and stuff and the people that like I trained with before I left and it's been really really good and just to see, see time and see my family and spend time with my family so I've got to speak fantastic um yeah. yeah I mean you know people would hear about you as a soccer player but you're still a student um how is that working yeah. like you said that you're doing school online like is that through like Ontario schools or or how does that work yeah so it's with the Ontario school board and I'm I'm still connected to my school in the PN high school but it's fully like remote so I do it's like online every day and it's asynchronous. So a lot of it is like the coursework that I do on my own. And it's like not meetings with teachers and stuff. And then by the end of the year, though, I'll be able to graduate with my school because I'll be come back for graduation. So that'll be cool. And I'll spend time. Oh, that's awesome. Like, with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. But no, it has been tough, like doing online school. Like it's not like COVID online school. It's like it's pretty difficult because it's very like it works a lot on your like you have to stay motivated all the time and organize yourself. So I think it's been really good to prepare for uni, to be fair. But yeah. Okay. Um, so something I ask all my guests uh, first is just simply, how did you first get into soccer? Oh, okay, that's a good question. So the first time like, I kind of fell in love with football and started playing football was the 2012 Olympics, where Canada, like the women's football, I got to watch like the Canada women play Sweden and I think it was like the quarterfinal of world, the Olympics and I saw like Christine Sinclair play and I saw like that legendary score with Diana Matheson and like Aaron McLeod and goal and stuff and like I went to that game and I just like fell in love like after that I was like 
obsessed ever since I saw it because I was like just like I'm Canadian and I lived in England because it was in London right so oh so you were we got, at the game yeah oh so my I god oh the game. that's incredible yeah it was it was incredible. It was like still like the best football experience of my life. Like I still look back and I was like buzzing when I saw it. But it was at St. James Park as well, which it was it's like where Newcastle United play. So it was mm-hmm. a huge stadium. And they played and they won it or they tied against Sweden. But that meant they got to move on to the like the next round. And yeah, I, that memory I always look back on because that's like where it kind of where it all started and where I fell in love with football and like got to see women play football because I like I didn't really know that before and just like that representation yeah that's what like made me fall in love with the game so I mean that's incredible like um that game inspired so many people who just watched it on tv but you got to you, like you were at the game that's that's amazing that's to be there I think I was seven as well seven eight and that's when I started playing as well so what a perfect age to to uh get hooked um yeah. okay so you were living in england um so you, like what club over there were you playing like did you kind of start playing with so i didn't actually play for a club in england i just like played in the schoolyard and like okay. everywhere like my mom used to joke around because i had a ball like everywhere like i just literally just kick a ball would walk to school kick a ball come home kick a ball like i was just like literally hooked after that game. <laughs> so i didn't i didn't get to play for a club but I was just playing like pickup at the park and pickup at school and just just playing whenever I could. So okay. it wasn't until I moved to Canada that I joined my first club. Okay. Yeah. So so what was your first club then? It was Aaron Mill Eagles. Okay. I don't know if you, it's in Toronto. So I moved to Mississauga before I moved to Ottawa, and then I joined Aaron Mill Eagles. And that was like my first team. But yeah, good memories from that. And um, like as you kind of got into soccer, got into football. Um, I know she's calling it football. I'll also <laughs> I'll switch. I, I probably switched the words up. To be <laughs> um, uh, did you have like a favorite player or like a favorite team? Yeah. So, like I said, like I was obsessed with the Canadian national team, and my favorite player was Sinclair. Got that. She was like my idol. She still is my idol. Like the other day when she retired, I was like, ah. Oh. It was, were you okay? Were there tears? No, there were many tears. <laughs> <laughs> there were, but yeah, I think she's inspired so many young Canadian players. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, as you got obsessed with soccer, um, when like if you if you weren't in school and you weren't playing so- and you weren't playing in soccer, um, what would you be most likely to be doing as you're growing up? Like, oh. did you have any other obsessions? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, to be fair. I played hockey, but everyone knew me on the hockey team as, like, the soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, probably, I guess ice hockey. Because when I came to Canada, like, I started playing ice hockey. So I think if I if soccer wasn't a part of my life, I'd, I'd still be doing that. Okay. But it's hard to picture. I'm like... <laughs> in fact, but um i know she called ice hockey um that that really is a sign that you spent a lot of time in england you split your life i guess living between england and canada um like how many years have you lived over there yeah so i was born in england and i was until i was like seven eight i think is when we moved to canada okay but, and then i've lived in canada since then to, until i was 16 like okay. when i moved i was 16 
well, was I 17? It was like 16, 17. It was like around my birthday when we moved back. So it was just like six months ago. So since then, I've just like, I guess my accent's coming back a bit. A few people have mentioned like my accent's coming back, but some of the words I'm using is changing. So I don't know. It's like, it depends on the person to be fair. My coach always thinks I'm faking an accent, which I'm not. But yeah, a lot of the words that I used had to change when I went to England because people were like, what is that girl saying? But so I'm going to say, like, I do hear it, but what I'm going to tell you is how I, what I hear when I hear someone whose accent is like in between, I, like, I just hear it as being like, oh, they're very worldly. You know, they've, they lived in different places. So, so just lean into that. That's such a compliment. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I take that over me, people thinking I'm faking an accent. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> um so you're only 17 but you've had a lot of neat experiences by the sounds of it so far um you're with arsenal academy now um but could you tell us a little bit um about your career maybe up to before joining arsenal yeah for sure so in ottawa i played for a team called Pichiro with sanjeev and jed were my coaches like as i was progressing as i'm i am progressing as a player but um i think most of like my like success has become like from the past two three years because like always I've I've worked really hard when I've played and I've got the opportunity to train with boys which I think was very like key in my development and train with like older girls I've always been surrounded by like older teams that I've been able to like learn from and push myself even when I was like a younger player so I think that was like that's very important and then as for like how like I'm getting to where I'm going and stuff it was just been a crazy few years because I've kind of just had my head down and kept working and that's still what what I plan on doing but when I first started getting noticed by I think like more people in Ottawa was after an the FTF showcase because I got I was invited to an FTF top 60 showcase because like my coach recommended me for it to Marcus who's the guy at FTF and I ended up going I missed one of my women's prem games so I was like kind of upset about that but I was really like <laughs> excited to get to like showcase like myself I guess because I haven't really had that platform before so at FTF I ended up doing really good and there was so many talented girls at FTF as well so I thought it was really cool to be able to play against players like that but yeah and then I ended up getting noticed quite a bit there and I, I won MVP which was really cool because like I said there was a lot of really good girls there that I got to play with and got to meet from all around Canada. So I won the MVP there. And then that's when people started being like, oh, like she kind of popped out of nowhere. Like, who, <laughs> like, who is this person? So I got some recognition, which was cool. But and then I went home, kept working with the older teams and the boys teams and stuff, just kept training at my club. And we ended up having a coach from Real Madrid come to our club which is like really wild when I say it now, but David Asnar used to be the coach of Real Madrid women. And he came to our club to coach my team for a few months. I think it was like four months. So I got the opportunity to like work under him and be coached by him. And then I also think one thing that was really key that I want to mention is my coach, Jed Davies. Like he was always very invested in my development as a player because I, I was working really hard on my club and he noticed that. And he put me in a position called inverted fullback, which is like a fullback that shifts into a holding mid position when we have possession. And I think it was like, it highlighted me as a player really good. And I learned a lot from that position. And 
playing on a team in women's prem with like players like we trained with like Miranda Smith and Kat Delev was on that team and Sadie Sider and so many very very talented girls that I like had the opportunity to like learn a lot from anyway back to what I was saying before so David Asma came and he coached us and then he ended up inviting me to Madrid to play with a few teams and train with some professional teams in Madrid which was really cool because I got to like learn about the Spanish style of football which it's very unique and the culture there is it's brilliant but when I was in Madrid I ended up doing really well I got to train with CFF Madrid and um, Rayo Vallecano and also Olympia, which is a third division team, but they're they're very incredible. They're all a whole women's like team. Every team in Olympia is a women's team. And they oh. just got promoted. Yeah, it's really cool. And they got promoted to the second division in Spain now. So that was really, really cool experience. And I ended up doing really well. And my coach kind of saw that that I did well there. And he had a lot of faith in me. Yeah, that and then I think that's when like more opportunities came and my parents ended up planning on moving back to England. So we had to like figure out what was going to happen with my football. And when we were like discussing teams and stuff, that's when my coach put me forward for like the Arsenal trial because he had connections at Arsenal. So I had a two week trial before like we moved and I ended up doing pretty good. So they offered me a spot for this season for the academy, which it's been like an honor to be able to learn and like develop myself as a player there for this year. It's been cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so not many people who, I mean, not many people in general, but especially people, um, you know, who grew up playing sport in Canada get to experience what um, what that academy experience is like. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about uh, like what an average day is like for you. Yeah, for sure. So I usually get up early and start school, like like just a regular school day kind of thing. I wake up around are we going are we going straight into the times and stuff oh sh- whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> i'll go a bit briefer but pretty much you can be now. as detailed as you like <laughs> <laughs> we'll the day schedule bit by bit no but, um... <laughs> at 10 5 i do this at 10 15 brush my teeth no <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um wake up around nine like the same time as a regular school day and start my work and just try and get as much done and then train like as for training like I'll train a bit on my own before training because I like to get touches before training and work on like more technical things that I can do like individually so for example like one thing I'm working right now individually is like receiving in tighter spaces so I'll usually go down just to the parking lot under the the flat I'm living in and like hit it off the wall and and work on like back foot receiving stuff and then I'll go into training at probably around five and we Monday and Tuesday we have two hour sessions so it's it's starts with like a very like in-depth warm-up and then we'll do our training and stuff which lasts the training lasts two hours so the warm-up is before the two hours so we have like the whole time to be able to play and work on very game specific stuff which I think has been key in my development like since I've been there because I've got to learn a lot tactically which has been very good and then on Tuesday we have a classroom session as well because our game days are on Wednesday so we'll go in early and do like a classroom session that goes through the game model or the game we're playing the next day and it goes through like lineups starting lineups and things like that so we'll go we'll do that and then we'll train and then the training the day before the game is more like 
relaxed and will do more very like very very game specific and situational stuff and then game day we go in i want to say two hours before the game and we just have a team talk then we get ready and then we obviously have warm-up and then we have like the pre-game team talk and then like then the game which is fun and then after that we have a day off and I'm going through the weekly schedule, not the daily schedule. I just realized. Well, that's but... okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think there's people who like would love to hear all this and like and like what that's like like in practice. I okay, like, I think it's neat. So love, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more detailed now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Fridays we have four four hours in in the training and the girls they have something called like day leave where they get the day off school to come and train and we'll have like a two-hour session and then classroom session and then a gym session so it kind of lasts the whole day so we're in like the college for the whole day doing our training in our classroom and the gym and the gym work is really like specific and it's good because there's so many different coaches so we have coaches for gym and like our head coach and assistant coach run classroom and training with another coach who's our IDP coach, George Wells, who's very good. And then on Saturday, it's the same model as Friday. So we go in in the morning and we have it all done by 12 pretty much. So it's like eight, nine-ish to 12. And that's the same thing where we have a two-hour session and then classroom and gym. And then Sunday we have a day off again. But on the day off, they like suggest we work on different things. So one thing that I'm also working on right now is just like trying to get my speed up and my max speed up. So on that Sunday, I'll work on like sprints and like technical work. Okay. Um, so Arsenal has so many like amazing players, like you know, like on the first team, Beth Mead, Vivian Miedema, like uh, yeah. Leah Williamson, Chloe Lacasse is there now. Um, are there ever like any opportunities to to learn from them in it? in like any way or is the first team kind of fairly separated from the academy yeah so this year particularly it's been a lot we've been a lot closer to the, like interacting with the first team and oh, yeah? like yeah so for preseason, we got to i got to go in and train with the first team as, along with some of my teammates in the like under 21s in the academy so i got to go into london colony and uh, and train with the the first it was a week after i arrived i was freaking out like i arrived and then, like, I had a week of training, and then it was like, oh, by the way, like, you have preseason training now with the first team to just, like, <laughs> go in and see how it is. And it's like, it was because the World Cup was happening, so they were missing a lot of players, but there was still, like, six, seven first team players there. So me and I think, I think there was eight or nine of us in the end, but eight or nine of us went in, and we, we had, to, we got to train and meet some players, which is, yeah, it was incredible experience. It was like I I can't even describe it. It was like I still like am starstruck by the people I met in those days that that I got to train there. Yeah. Wow, that's uh yeah, that's an incredible experience by the sounds of it. That's wild. Yeah, it was, I was just very blessed to be able to like to do what I love and to like learn more from those role models. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Um. And, you know, being with Arsenal means living in one of the world's great cities, you know, London. Mm -hmm. um, I'm quite fond of London. I've actually lived there for a year. Had you lived there before or is this your first time living in London? I was 
born and raised in Newcastle, which is really up north. And my teammates joke about it because they sound nothing like a Geordie because their accents are pretty wicked. But I was born and raised in Newcastle, which is like close to Scotland. So it's very, very north England. And yeah, so I was raised there. And it's it's a lot different from London because like <laughs> my mom always talks about how different the people are and how like the interactions are so different. And the north is a lot less people than in the south of England. So London, it's been a super cool experience because we live in a like a borough just outside of London called St. Albans. It's a really beautiful town and there's a lot of like old buildings and things like that. And it's only like a 20 minute train ride to London. So being that close to like such a big city it's been like it's been really cool to like just visit London and look around and stuff because it's like London is such a cool city like I you mentioned you've been there it's like it's hard to describe because there's so many different things there's like so much going on so it's like a whole bunch of different cities just like clumped together quick way to describe it it's so many different cities just all together and yeah I really love the football culture in London as well because you can always find a pickup game which is which has been really cool something in that well, yeah, that's one thing that uh, I, um, uh, you know, like the soccer cages and stuff is such a, mm-hmm. um, it, well, like it's a thing there. It's not in Ottawa. Um, it, like, is that something that you do in your spare time? Yeah. <laughs> so my my teammates found it funny because I live in St. Albans and St. Albans there isn't really like pickup and stuff. But like a few weeks after I arrived, I just went to like, I searched up like football pickup in London and I like, trained there. And yeah, I just, it's been really cool because I've got to like meet some people as well in that, like in pickup situations. Cause like when you're doing online school, it's kind of hard to meet people because you're on your own a lot and doing your schoolwork and stuff. So football's been a great way to meet people too in pickup and just like in the cages. It's called Power League. It's called, it's like the pickup league in London that has a lot of like the cages and the things you see on TV where it's the English pickup stuff. So yeah, no, it's been really cool. And I, I've been with one of my friends as well on the team to just go and train. And she showed me around North London area, which, yeah, I really like it. There. And yeah, so you're, you know, you live there, so you're not a tourist, but, but uh, like, have you had a chance to, to do any touristy things? You know, the, the shard and the eye and tower and all that. Yeah. So me and my mom, we, I, when we arrived, cause my mom's with me. So when we got here, we just went into London, just walked around and we got to see like like the Big Ben and the Buckingham Palace and like the London Eye and things like that, which was cool because like like I said, I was I lived in the north, so I didn't go go to London very often. I think I went like once when I was younger, but also one thing that I love about London is the parks, like Regent's Park and St. James Park. They have like the most beautiful parks in the middle of the city where you wouldn't expect them to be. So yeah, I think that was my favorite part of London. It's like there's so many like hidden spots that you can find and it feels like so quiet in such a like busy city so yeah I think that's why I love most about that city it's, it's cool what's spots. your what's your favorite like hidden gem about London for for anyone who like you know if they're gonna go this year what's like a good hidden gem there oh wait I need to think there's I forget the name of it but there's one street and I'll I'll tell you after the interview when I find it and then maybe you can like post it. But um oh, completely forget the name. But in the middle of like it's in Soho, which is like an area in London that has a lot of like shops and restaurants and it's very like modern and stuff. And then you walk and there's like alleyways. So London has a lot of like alleyways, but there's one alleyway 
where you walk and it's like all colorful and there's lights everywhere and there's a bunch of like little shops and stuff and is that i think carnaby also street it's like more low-key than carnaby street but it's it's more pretty low-key much okay yeah but it's like a low-key version of carnaby street you know okay what i mean yeah but it's really carnaby street's really cool i know i like how you know that that's that's a really cool area too and i also love camden camden is like the, and like the markets there the markets in camden that's not like very that's very well known but I just forgot about Camden. I got to go there with my mom when I had my trial, actually, because we stopped in London when I was like in, I think it was March I had my trial. But when I was on my trial, we went into London and she took me straight to Camden. And it was like the coolest experience. That's where like Amy Winehouse is from. So, so yeah. I'm so like right now I'm Googling Soho Colorful Street. One way to do it. Let me pop Yeah. my phone. I probably have it somewhere. Something court. Something court that rings a bell. I might have to abandon this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll find out at some point. Well, Maya, we're running out of time, uh, but it's been fantastic to it's been fantastic to chat with you. I just have a few quick questions for you, if you don't mind, before I let you go. Yeah, for sure. Okay, perfect. What's your favorite sport besides soccer? Hockey or basketball? Because I really do love playing basketball. I'm not very good at that. Okay. Uh, what's the best soccer field to play on in Ottawa? Okay. So turf field, Julian de Guzman. And then for grass field, I like Shepherd Park. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, who has had the biggest impact on your career so far? Jed Davies and Sanjeev Pong, my two coaches at Pichu. Oh, also James Wilford, the coach before Pichu's. Um, who is, uh, the best player you've ever been on a pitch with? In Ottawa or just in general? Oh, in general. Uh, Kim Little I got to play with, which was incredible because she's a baller. Um, what's the better halftime snack, oranges or watermelon? Ooh, bring back halftime snacks. Probably watermelon. Do you not get half knife snacks anymore? Like Come we on. get like bananas, but they don't give us watermelon. That's like Oh, come the best on. fruit. Come on. Come on, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the last TV show or movie that you watched? the question oh modern family with my sister that's our show yeah Classic, classic. Um, what's a fact about you or an interest of yours that most people wouldn't know about you? hmm that's a good question I love to read I feel like a lot of people who know me know that about me but yeah I love to read Any like genre in particular? I love all genres that's the thing but my dad put me on like kind of he is into like poetry and stuff so like I kind of also like poetry too but I also like fiction and then like biographies and stuff Okay. Um, so you've uh, given me time out of your day to chat, and I really sincerely appreciate it. Um, so my last question is if you could interview one player from Arsenal's first team, uh, either men or women, uh, who would it be? That's such a tough question. Can it be one man and one woman? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, hmm. I think or Odegaard for the men. Because, Okay. yeah, probably Odegaard. And then for the women's side, hmm. I'm between two. Because probably Kim Little, just because I think the way she plays is incredible. But like, gotta go for the Canadian as well, Chloe Lucas. I think it'd be super cool to talk to her. So, All of them ballers, ah, all of them. Oh, just all of them. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Maya. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Happy New Year again. Yeah, Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. Uh, and yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Step Over Podcast. Please follow the pod wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps the show and you'll be doing me a big favor. It also makes sure that you know right away when new episodes go up. Sometimes there's, you know, a few weeks, maybe a few months between episodes. And, and sometimes the juices are flowing and, and you'll hear me with more regularity. And either way, you'll be the first to know when there's a new episode when you subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you.